When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, y'all? I want to tell you about a new app that's all about not looking at your phone and instead looking at the world. It's called Detour. They've got 150 immersive audio walks from Radiolab, Ken Burns, KQED, and more. It's like listening to a great podcast, but your host also guides you through some cool parts of the world. Go to detour.com backslash ball to take one for free. That's detour.com backslash ball. Hey, what's up? It's Roz, and in today's episode of Ball Girl Magic, we talk Warriors Parade, LeBron versus Draymond, who was pettier, and the NBA Draft, and LeVar Ball. Just because we're magic doesn't mean we're not real. Real, real. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Ball Girl Magic. This is Roz Gold on Wooday, and today we're actually without Yvonne Orji, um, our wonderful co-host. She is holding it down, handling her business, and working hard to finish wrapping up season two of Insecure. So she's holding it down there, and make sure you guys are all locked in and tuned in when that premieres. Um, I know I cannot wait to see What's the latest in Insecure? So she'll be back soon, but I'll be holding down the fort here in this episode of Ball Girl Magic because there's so much to talk about. I mean, I was right there in a whirlwind, a magical, beautiful, amazing, fun, exciting, crazy, wild whirlwind of the NBA Finals. It was the Warriors. It was the Cavs. It was the Warriors Championship. They could have swept. They didn't sweep. They went to five. They did it at home. The wild, the parties, the celebrations, the parades, the charity events. Now, now the draft just happened. It's, it keeps going. Summer League will be in a week or two. It won't stop. And it shouldn't stop. It is so fun. It is so exciting. And I got to be a fly on the wall of all of it. And I'm just going to catch you up and take you with me because so much happened. And I just feel like really quick, I need to just take a deep breath. So I could just talk with y'all because this was a really special, magical time. You know, sometimes I have to remind myself working as, you know, the sideline reporter for the Warriors and also covering NBA hoops. Sometimes I have to remind myself not to get so lost in the nitty gritty, the day to day of trying to do the, you know, of what the work is or my next report or my next question or interview that I'm that I'm sometimes not able to be present in the special moments that are happening, the legendary players that I might be witnessing, the cool uh, experiences in life that I might be able to have and witness. And that's what's been happening. You know, last episode we talked about the finals, and since then the Warriors beat the Cavs in five. I was, I was telling you guys about expecting the sweep and possibly doing it in Cleveland. Well, I think it was a lot better for the Warriors to do it 
at home. Um, and the champagne showers, the the interviews, the raw emotion, you know, the ability to have the whole city be behind you and be excited was really dope. You know, you could really you could feel it in the arena. You could see the all the family that was able to be there. Everybody's family was able to be there because it was at home, as opposed to maybe you were bringing four or five family members out in Cleveland. Everybody, every cousin, every auntie, every niece, nephew, everybody was there. It was packed. It was a little bit crazy and wild for that reason. But it was beautiful also because you could see the raw emotion and joy. And after the champagne showers and the interviews, everybody went to this little club in, in San Francisco called Harlot. Harlot is lit. Harlot is a really good club in San Francisco. Uh, and, you know, friends to the friends to the show, Shabazz and uh, Guma and all these guys came together and Team Hennessy and Sean, they all worked with the Warriors to put together a, a celebration party that, of course, you know, the regulars were there, the Draymond Greens, and the, the entire team was there. But what was really exciting and surprising, too, you had Bob Myers at the club, Steve Kerr and Margot, Margot's his wife, <laughs> were at the club. You know, Steve's having a blast. I was so happy to see Steve just having a good time, smiling, being able to not only get on the court for the finals after missing some part of the playoffs with uh, his back issues. Mind you, for those of you who don't, don't know, he had back surgery. It's not so much back pain that he's dealing with. It's the complications from the surgery. It's headaches. It's migraines. It's pain behind the eyes. It's, it's nausea sometimes. It's discomfort. But he was able to manage it enough to get back on the court for game two and beyond um, of the NBA Finals, and then to win the championship, and to see him out there, and he's holding the big old bottle of, 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 of champagne, and just having a good time. I was really happy for him. It has been so challenging this year, you know, you know, for him, um, and I think he's done such a great job of not making it about him and being selfless um, to make sure the team was most comfortable and. Um, you know, it's obviously hard not only on him and the team, but also his family. So I was so happy for him in that moment. You know, um, you have the ownership out there. I mean, everybody was out there. It was awesome. So before I fast forward to the parade, you know, for those of you who are listening and thinking about the business side, like for me, this was not only the Warriors' third time to the NBA Finals, it was my third time to the NBA Finals. So I'm a, I'm a savvy veteran now for the finals. And, and I remember the first time it came around, I was so, I was like this, <laughs> just like it was so big. You know, it was like every single media personality, every single media network, every single nation in the world. It, it's like it's times 400. It was so big, you know, and then the superstars, the level of superstars that are there, the level of celebrity that are there. You know, you saw Jay-Z, you saw Rihanna, you know, everybody was there. Uh, but I also wanted to make sure I made a splash and that I, you know, brought my A-game to the NBA Finals. So for me, like the objectives and the goals that were on my mind, like number one, it always starts with the work. So, you know, for NBC Sports Bay Area, you know, the network I work for where I'm sideline reporter for the Warriors, making sure that I had little nuggets of exclusive information that nobody else had to report on. You know, so during the media sessions, of course I would go listen to the main scrums but I always knew I could listen to those back on the SoundCloud app. They always put those down there. So I 
knew I could listen to that in the privacy of my home. I would go find one-on-one opportunities with a coach or with a player where I could get a little nugget of information that was exclusive to me so that my reports were better. I felt like the interviews that we did, you know, went, went well. And, uh, you know, I, I went to go listen to the interviews they did at the podium first in front of the big group of press. And then when I got my one-on-one, I kind of knew where I wanted to go from listening to that. You know, for me, the next step, too, was networking. So making sure that I was taking or setting up meetings with people that, you know, I needed to, whether it was on a business side or for marketing deals or uh, for networking or with, you know, different network opportunities, making sure I was talking to people who are in charge of hiring and things like that. So networking was important. Um, Also marketing, making some bread. You know, people come at... These types of events, NBA Finals, um, Super Bowl, there are so many events that need hosting and there's money to be made, like one-off. Sometimes it's longer-term marketing deals, but sometimes it's shorter-term, like host this event. So, um, you know, we threw one party with Nebula 9 Vodka um, and I'm really proud of it. It was a success. Like it was, you know, one of the few parties in the Bay around the NBA Finals. It was upscale. Invite only, you know, so it was exactly the people that we knew and, you know, wanted, wanted, wanted there. It was a good crowd, you know, it was sponsored by Nebula. So the, most of the liquor was, or drinks, you know, you could have free. Uh, we had a lot of VIP guests come in. A lot of the players or celebrities or media types came through. So like, that was cool. I even did like a post parade Kanye party and that was fun. And that was more just like, yo, whoever's around and wants to celebrate the Warriors championship, come salsa with me at Kanye. Like, and that was cool. Um, PR, like doing different hits for whether it's uh, a group in China or France or, you know, having a, um, an interview with a magazine. I did something with boss um, or, Taping a feature with NBA Africa, um, kind of showing the African viewers for the NBA what Oakland is like and giving them a behind the scenes view of the NBA finals. Like these are all the different ways that I was trying to take advantage of these finals and not, not take advantage, but make a splash and make the most of it. And I feel like that probably for me was a big jump in growth from the first time or the second time I was there, just like a multifaceted approach to the NBA finals for just little old me reporter, you know, just reporter. I'm not even on the court or anything, but I think that for anyone listening, like when a big moment happens, you have to strike while hot, while the iron is hot and sometimes putting a little extra thought. in, I think, I think is worth the while. So I'm, I'm proud of these NBA finals. And uh, then it was the parade. And that was so much fun. I mean, the parade is really, is really awe-inspiring in a way. Um, it's humbling, you know, to see. For me, it's, I'm like a fly on the wall. Like, I get to see, you know, I'm so thankful I get to see and be a part of, you know, what these warriors are doing um, and work the parade and go down the route and, you know, it's crazy because it's you, as a reporter, you want to always be objective. But at the same time, you know, if they win, I get a ring. <laughs> so uh, I definitely, you know, am with the team. And so to see 1.5 million people, they said, came out in Oakland to support the Warriors champion, championship parade. 1.5 million people, they said. I mean, that's wild. 
that means that this is much more, what you're inspiring is much more than who can score more than the other team. This is more than a game. It means it's, it, you're representing a city, uh, a, a, an area, a, a geographic region, but it's much bigger. It's international. It's worldwide. You know, these people not only care about, you know, did Kevin Durant, you know, average 30 in the finals, but also they care about, you know, Kevin also built refurbished gyms and schools in Oakland while he was here or Draymond Green dressing up as Santa Claus and giving out gifts to the kids. And that, by the way, was his own idea. The Warriors didn't approach him to do that. He came to the Warriors and said, I want to put on a Santa costume and go and go and help and help out with the kids and do something cool. Or it's all the people who love Stephen Curry and his family and how cute and sweet they are and the investment they put into them. They all came out or they're invested in 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 the in in what Bob Myers has built here with Steve Kerr and and just it was amazing. And so I would say probably a highlight. I think I think this interview is becoming a thing is the Draymond Green interview. <laughs> I think I think the Draymond Green inter- interview is becoming a thing because first of all, any interview with Draymond is like a layup. You just you just got to basically say like Hey, Draymond, what are your thoughts? <laughs> and, and he's got a great answer. I mean, th- this is the same guy who has a podcast, Dre Day, friend, friend to the show, Dre Day, um, on Uninterrupted. He has his own podcast, and uh, he comes to me to do this interview on the parade. And you know Draymond be having fun. So first of all, he comes out, he's trolling from jump. If you didn't see, he's got a T-shirt on that's trolling the Cavs. It's the Q... The Q, which is where the Cavs play, for qu- short for Quicken Loans Arena. But instead of saying that, it says Quickie because the series was a Quickie. <laughs> and so I know Draymond is trolling. And, and you know what, though? You know what, though? The Cavs deserve it. The Cavs, you guys had that coming because, honestly, the Warriors, maybe I'm, you tell me if I'm being biased, but I feel like the Warriors have been pretty classy and have not done anything to troll but the Cavs, they won that chip, and they couldn't stop. Like, LeBron came through with his ultimate warrior T-shirt, and he had the, uh, the, the hat on with the frog, you know, the Kermit drinking the it's none of my business tea. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? When I saw that during the parade, I laughed. I said, damn, LeBron is petty. <laughs> and, um, and what you call it, at Halloween, they had rest in peace, RIP cookies for the Warriors players. I mean, you had a whole party and you're still trolling the Warriors. You know, like, this is your time. You won the championship. So Draymond couldn't wait. Draymond could not wait. He couldn't wait. Comes to the parade. He's got a, he's got a T-shirt on. Quickie. It's on his chest. And I do the interview with him. I said, who's responsible for this T-shirt? He said, well, I'm responsible for the T-shirt. <laughs> he said he had uh, one of the guys, Nick Uren, make the T-shirt, but he was responsible for it. He admitted he had many other ideas around the T-shirt. Um... But he he said that this was the one that he settled on, and they they actually had them made in Cleveland. And the, that here's the level of Draymond's pettiness. He said, "I've been waiting for this for a while since the Halloween cookies, all that, the RIP." I was like, "Man, since I mean, this is Draymond has been thinking of this T-shirt or thinking of how to troll the Cavs since like October. <laughs> like we're talking like two seasons ago, like." Like, like spring, fall, you got to go back that far 
is how petty he wanted to be. And I said, Draymond, I was like, you know, this is the, the championship parade, you know. Is is this the moment you want to be petty in? I mean, that's that's incredibly petty. This is a, supposed to be a celebration. <laughs> and Draymond said, well, I'm petty. <laughs> I'm petty. And you know what? And I think that's one of the, the first uh, morals of today's podcast. I want to leave with you folks. Sometimes... I think you have to you have to live in, in the advice and words of Draymond Green sometimes and you've got to release your inner petty. Sometimes that's okay. <laughs> and so Draymond enjoyed himself being petty and then later he gets on the stage and they give Draymond the mic and y'all already know from past parade 2015 Draymond can go on the mic. I mean, you remember the yup, nope interviews? where he was clowning on the calves. So he gets on the mic, and basically he starts talking to the audience of 1.5 million people and all the people watching in television world, and he says, super teams, super this, super that, super teams. Everybody's talking about super teams. Kay, he's talking about Kevin. He's talking to Kevin. He said, Kevin, you must have done something right because everybody's talking about it. And then he again addresses LeBron and says, all right, well... Uh, well, LeBron, you're the, you, for you to say you've never been on a super team, you started it. You're the one that started it. Like, get out of here. Like, I'm not buying it. Come on, bro. You started this thing. And so, first of all, for all you listening right now, I made sure to make, make sure everybody knew this when I was interviewing Draymond. But I'm sure you can imagine if you're listening to this uninterrupted podcast and know that Draymond has an uninterrupted podcast. This is all in fun and love and jest. Draymond and, and LeBron, like family, they're super cool, you know, business partners. And this is just two guys joking back and forth with each other. So, first of all, before you try to make it something really real, let me tell you, it's just a joke. It's just, it's just jokes. But who's going to have the biggest laugh? And who's going to last, laugh last? So Draymond basically goes on and says, okay, you started Super Teams. LeBron answers back later in another podcast um, with Richard Jefferson, another friend of the show, um, and basically says, well, this is supposed to be your day. It's a celebration of your championship, and I'm so glad that you that my name is in your head and I'm on your mind. And so that is the recap I have for all of you right now to the point where now I come in and say LeBron, I feel you. It is interesting that Draymond on his, you know, big championship parade day was going so hard to troll you. But LeBron and the rest of the NBA and whoever's listening to this, the person, the team, the thing that is in the mind of everyone in the NBA, it's the Warriors. It's the Warriors. Yep. The Warriors are on everyone's minds. And you just, it, everyone right now in this offseason Every executive staff, every GM and their teams, they're all thinking about how do we compete with the Warriors? How do we get on with them? How do we, how do we, how do we compete for a championship? They're not thinking about nobody else but the Warriors. Almost every boardroom on the chalkboard is catching up, catching up to the Warriors. Like, what, what can you do? And it's led some teams to look desperate. 
you know, some teams just trying to make wild combinations. Pick it up. Pick up anybody. We need talent. Get some talent in. We need people. Like, it's just so much crazy, wild posturing and moving in the NBA right now because they're all trying to catch up. And here's the thing about the Warriors, though. The Warriors did a lot of that. Yeah, there were some good moves that were made, but a lot of that was through the draft. It happened organically. You know, there's a natural synergy that happened with the growth and progression of these players and also the years that they got the chance to know each other as people, as men, as players, and then, and then grow together as a team through different coaching staffs, through different ownerships. But these guys, there's, there's, that's chemistry. Yeah, you, they, they now end up having four all-stars on the squad, but it's a way different way that that, that was constructed than to plop three or four all-stars together on a team and say, whoo, make it work in a year. That's way different. You know, and then, of course, you also have players that exceeded expectations. It's not just about putting top-tier players. You have one of those all-stars, Draymond, was, wasn't even drafted high. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got all of these, you got players that exceeded expectations. Draymond Green, Patrick McCall might be one of those. You know, and then they're continuing to develop young talent to be ready to take on. Let's say if Andre it doesn't come back or if he stays and and then moves on or as he continues to age or same with some of these other players, they've, it's, there's a synergy that's happening. And I think, I think it helps the culture, the good culture for the Warriors. I also, let me not drink too much Kool-Aid. I think there is good culture because of winning. I'm not sure which perceives the other you know if winning continues to permeate or continues to push or propel the good culture and great attitudes maybe if they had a 37 win or 40 win season maybe not everybody would be so positive and happy go lucky so that's fair right now there is there are uh three times straight to the nba finals everybody's on their best behavior why why wouldn't you be happy that you know this thing could move on without you so that is what I think. I think the Warriors, I don't even think it's a fact. The Warriors are on everyone's minds. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bra sizes in double A through G and half cup sizes. Cause you know, it's not always perfect like that. And that brand is Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of real woman's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and feel great. There's a perfect bra for everyone, and you can find yours in just seconds by answering a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder. Now you can try one of their best-selling bras free for 30 days. Just pay $2.99 for shipping, and one of Third Love's signature 24-7 bras is on its way. Cut the tag off and see how easily a perfect-fitting bra fits into your life. Wash it. Wear it. You might even forget that it's on. If your Third Love bra isn't your new favorite, you can always return or exchange it for free. Go to thirdlove.com ball now to find your perfect-fitting bra. And try it for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com dot com slash ball to try your favorite bra for free thirdlove.com slash ball hey y'all thanks for listening to ball girl magic i want to make sure you're sleeping well are you sleeping well 
because I know of a good mattress and that's the Casper mattress. The Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. They've got supportive memory foams. It creates an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And you can try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up, they'll refund you, everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to spend a third of your life on it. Free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. And with over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. I would not steer you wrong. And hey, for the listeners of our show of Ball Girl Magic, you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash girl and using offer code girl when you buy your mattress. That's $50 off. Use the offer code girl. Go to www.casper.com slash girl. Of course, terms and conditions apply, but I hope you get a great night's rest. So that takes us into the draft, which happened just yesterday, and I'm just going to highlight my winners. And the draft, I think the biggest, I think some of the biggest winners, I'm going to highlight the Timberwolves. You know, I think next year, you only get better after the first, when, when that coach has another year to kind of instill their system and get players to understand what they're trying to do. So you got, you got Coach Tibbs there. And he's a big defense guy. You know, he had a ton of young players that were in big roles. And it's hard to make them understand um, defense. I think, too, defense is hard for young players in the league. And it gets easier and easier for more veteran players. Um, And this is just in speaking with other players. It's because not only do you, you know, understand, you know, the, the tactics and the styles of defense, but you also... You learn the players, you learn the teams, you learn the coaches' strategies. You know, over time, you can say, I know what this player's trying to do. Or if you've seen, you know, um, if you've seen Doc's Clippers for the last, you know, three years in a row or four years in a row or whatever it is, you know what they're trying to do. So the defensive aspect, it just gets easier to anticipate and be in the right spaces earlier and know what to do. And so that, that I think, comes as, that I think only is going to get better for the Timberwolves. And I think these younger players have experience, and it's, it's led by Carl Anthony Towns, who I think is a good egg. You know, I think he works hard. I think, um, I think, you know, he understands now what is needed for him. He had some real brilliant flashes. I hope he gets awarded at the NBA Awards. Man, more things happening. NBA Awards are this Monday. Um, but I, you know, he has some real flashes of brilliance. He plays he, at, at his size. He's, he could play any, any, almost any, any position, not any position, but he showed range and the ability to make plays at different ranges on the court. In, a, in addition to just being a force, you know, and, uh, he's got great mentors and then not to say, not, not to say they still have Wiggins there. They did lose Zach Levine, but why? So they could get Jimmy Butler. That's the win of the draft. Jimmy Butler to the Timberwolves. You get a bona fide superstar, an Olympian, a guy who plays two sides of the basketball. And for Wiggins, you got Andrew Wiggins there, who is a younger player, still hasn't completely reached all of the expectations of him, certainly has talent and can score the ball. But now you bring in Jimmy Butler, I think that takes some pressure off of him. 
So now you got a nice core. You got a legit core. And maybe, maybe they could make a little jump. I'm not saying they're a playoff team next year, but I'm saying that they're making the strides towards that. All right, next winner. LeVar, LeVar Ball, have a day. Have a day, LeVar Ball. <coughs> LeVar, literally, everything that he has said and predicted has come to fruition. Can we not just respect this man for a little bit? Can we not just give him, give him a, hold on. LeVar Ball is... A dope dad. Like, I, I, know, I know he's a lot. He's a lot. And for many, like, for many black people especially, you can't tell me you don't know a dad like LeVar or, or a guy like LeVar Ball. Come on. I, remember, I had a coach like him, you know, and you learn to love him. It, the, the talk comes, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of gems and nuggets behind all of the bravado and machismo and, and just talk, talk, talk. But there's a lot of real worthwhile substance mixed in there. And sometimes you got to understand how to sort through it. All right. So right now we, we took our moments to laugh at LeVar. We took our moments to judge LeVar. But what LeVar Ball has done for his son Lonzo is put his son in a position. If you've been reading the articles and watching the interviews, is put his son in a position because LeVar's from the hood. He made it so his son could grow up in a nice neighborhood. He made it so he worked hard so his son didn't have to be tempted by agents or coaches giving him cars and this and that. He, his, his boy, there's cars. He has cars. They have a nice home. They have a very decent, nice home in Chino Hills. He doesn't have to be tempted by money and things. His, his father did that for him. He prepared him to be good at school and work hard. He didn't want him to be as loud-mouthed and brash as him. He didn't have to be. He wasn't fighting for the things that LeVar had to fight for growing up in, in the hood. He didn't grow up that way. He, can, he, he gives him the blessing of being able to be a little more quiet and chill and thoughtful and reserved and just focus on his schoolwork. He's a 4.0 student, a great basketball player. He's got his little group of friends. You know what I'm saying? And now... Everything that LeVar had told his son, imagine you're a, a, a young man and, you're, and you're, you're looking at your father and everything that he's done for you and said that would happen and said, if you do this, this will happen. It's happened. Why wouldn't you trust that man? He's given him everything and he hasn't let him wrong. The sneaker thing. You know what? We need more time to see if that, if that was a major fail or not, because the Zio, the concept behind it is positive. I like the idea of owning your own and em empowering your own brand and your own value. What his, his father's trying to do is not let nobody else steal from his son or try to take a piece undeservedly from his son. There are so many middlemen in this NBA that are trying to take little cuts of little, th because these athletes don't know how to get to the brand, the sneaker brand, or to the marketing brand for the commercial, or to the charity event, or to the media to deliver the message. And what LeVar is saying is, uh-uh, I can do all of that. Lonzo, you just play the game. 
we'll cut. I got all of that. Nobody else is going to get any percentages or pieces of your money or your brand or your profit or of your likeness. It's all going to you. And I can respect that. And now, as he predicted, we laughed. We said, oh, LeVar talks a lot. He talks a lot. Guess what? His son was picked number two to the Lakers. He's going to stay hometown kid. D'Angelo Russell, bye-bye. He's on his way to Brooklyn. The whole position is opened up for Lonzo to take the reign for the franchise. The reins for the franchise. And maybe, you know, let's see what Magic can do. You know, let's see what, what, what they can do in L.A. Maybe they can make some blockbuster moves because they're clearing out cap space. They're making room for max players. We know players want to get there. Let's see if they can make something shake for this season. But next season? Next season? You might see some real blockbuster things happening in L.A. And so, you know, you talk about those sneakers. You know, people were very... uh very hard on the ZO2s and the price point. But let's just say Lonzo goes to L.A., hometown kid, takes the L- maybe his rookie of the year in L.A., big market, has a great season, is able to live up to the expectations and, and all the words and the demands of his father and all the talk. Let's just say he's able to live up to it. You better believe some young people going to be buying them sneakers. You better believe people will buy those sneakers. You better believe it. 500 people are spending 800 1000 for Yeezys. If Lonzo Ball is able to succeed in L.A., people will buy those sneakers. And LeVar will laugh last. Um, another thing LeVar said. So LeVar could, you know, it was real cute watching him. In, in the draft room, he's so proud of his son. He's got this big old smile. And you know LeVar is going to be LeVar. So he's in there promising a playoff run. And basically, he was just like, not only is Lonzo going to the end, gonna get to the Lakers, and, and not only is he now going to be a Laker, but he said, we're going to go to the playoffs in his rookie year. Which, you know, let's... let's uh, Look at the uh, NBA Western Conference standings. That would be really hard. Unless they make some crazy move. The Lakers had 26 wins last year. You know, I just told you how much better the Timberwolves are going to be next year. They're right ahead of them. Kings might, Kings might be a little bit better. They did really well in the draft just now. You'll see if they can get those young players to produce. But this is the West. This is the West. It's not the East. You're talking about the Trailblazers and Nuggets who were fighting to get in at the eighth seed with 40 wins. You know, like, who's going to pop out? Who you've got to, you know, the Lakers are going to have to overcome, like, eight teams. Like, like, that's a lot. It would be really hard. But if Lonzo was able to help the Lakers get to the playoffs next year, <laughs> man, that would be a zoo. I don't even know what to expect. But that would just be crazy. Um, and you know what? LeVar is is crazy, crazy sometimes in a good way. And I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of want to see the, I want to see this end in a happy way for them. You know, I know players are already gunning for them and gunning for the ball for, for Lonzo. I've, I'm not going to say names, but I've heard players say to me, I'm a bust his butt. They didn't say to be where, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this podcast, but basically they said, I'm like, they said, I'm a bust him up. Like they want to embarrass him or they feel like, they want to see what he's about. 
And so LeVar actually said, he was like, all right, and uh, when the Lakers make the playoffs next year, I'm going to be wearing a hat. And the hat's going to say, I told you so. <laughs> LeVar is so petty. I think LeVar, Draymond, you know what? We talked about these two today. The moral of the Today Show is release your inner petty because sometimes that's the best way to be. You know what? You just got to live your best life and <laughs> sometimes release your inner petty. So I think I'm going to finish on this because LeVar, Le, there's so much talk about LeVar. And so I actually thought that, what about Lonzo? What's Lonzo saying? And so recently on Father's Day, Lonzo wrote a tribute to his father. He wrote a letter to his father on the Players Tribune on Father's Day. And I really thought it was awesome because sometimes we look at Lonzo and we think he's just this quiet kid with, you know, no no, nothing on his own mind. It's just whatever his father is saying is what he'll do. You know, he's just following his dad's lead. But what I saw in this letter is a guy who had more sense than that, who had more purpose in his steps than just simply following his father like a lamb. He trusts his father, but he is someone with, uh, he's not, he's not completely lost in the process. He understands who his dad is and the steps he's taking. And I, I urge you to read the Players' Tribune piece because I'm not going to read everything to you, but I'm just going to point out a few things that he pointed out. You know, we, we see the big baller brand, the BBB, but he pointed out three different Bs. He said, my dad cooked me breakfast. He made sure I was into my books. And I made sure I worked hard in basketball. Big baller brand or breakfast, books, and basketball. He said... My father committed himself to training us. He saw that I loved the game. It starts with, Lonzo loves the game. And then he went further to say, he never forced me. This, every decision Lonzo has made, the every bit of hard work he's put in, his father helped him, but Lonzo did the work and Lonzo made the decision to be there. He was never forced, he said. He said, people look at me and think, you know, my dad's doing all the talking. And he said, even his little brother, the youngest one, LaMelo, has the talking genes. But he said, don't mistake my quietness for me not being confident. That's what I inherited. I have my dad's confidence. And he said, that's what's helping propel me through workouts into the NBA and wanting to be great. Then he said... For so many of you who are hearing him talk about his son and think Lonzo talks, LeVar talks too much, he said, I've heard him, you've just started hearing him this way. This is how he talks to me every single day since I was a kid. I hear these messages every day, every day for 20 years now. And he said, I know how to take the meaning and the value out of my dad's message, not just how he says it. So for everyone who is trying to critique LeVar's parenting skills and that he's too much or it's too much pressure on the kids or it's, it's too much talking or it's going to have a negative impact. Here is Lonzo Ball in his own words saying, I know how to handle my dad. I've been doing this. I was born into this. Don't tell us how to do our own family life. And here's my response to that too. Hello, everyone. It seems to be working. So back off. And then he went on to say, so many things my father has said have come to reality. Why shouldn't this 20-year-old man trust his father? His father has done nothing but steer him in the right direction. And maybe even if it was said harshly or said brashly or said too cockily for some, 
Many of the things he predicted or put out there for his son came true. And maybe some of the things that he has predicted are so big and so wild. If they did fall short of some of those predictions, he'd still be in a great place. That's not bad either. So I think the winners of the draft, Timberwolves, LeVar Ball, the, the Ball family, enjoy this moment. And then good luck and kudo, good luck to everyone else uh, in the rest of the league because right now everyone is looking up at the Warriors and speaking to the guys at the, the parade. They're looking back and thinking, we could do this again and again and again. They're all young. The window, you know, you never know, bearing injuries. Injuries could change everything, but the window as far as their prime and their peak and their age and, and the personalities, it's open. And they're probably only going to get better, as we said, with another year to play with each other and to get to know each other. So on to the next. We shall see if the Warriors get an invite to the White House and if they accept it. On to the next NBA awards, who's the MVP, who's the defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, things like that. How will Drake do as the host? I'm sure he'll crush it. I'll be at the NBA awards. And then from there, it's NBA Summer League and beyond. So this is your NBA season. This is my wrap-up for you. It was so fun. And thank you for sitting with me and kicking it with me, breaking down uh, everything I've been able to see in this whirlwind that was the 2017 NBA season so thanks for listening to ball girl magic this is Roz gold on woody and yvonne orgy will be back for the next one so thanks for listening y'all hit me up if you have anything to say to me hashtag ball girl magic you know what time it is bye y'all detour is an app all about not looking at your phone and instead looking at the world They've got 150 immersive audio walks from Radiolab, Ken Burns, and more. It's like a great podcast that also guides you through some fascinating place. Go to detour.com backslash ball to take one for free.